Hello and welcome to another interview on Inside the Groove. And I'm joined by a very special guest, Kavanagh. Hello, Cav. How are you? Hey there, Edward. Well, I am honoured to be part of this wonderful <laughs> podcast, which I only discovered a while back and I'm, I, I'm, well, I'm a huge fan. Well, I didn't know that you were a Madonna fan, to be honest, but you, you, you've you been in touch and you're a big Madonna fan. Is that right? Yeah, I am. I mean, I have been a Madonna fan since I was about, probably since I was about 13, 12, 13. Okay, so I know who you are and I think probably a lot of our British listeners, our male British listeners of a certain age and certain persuasion know who you are. But I'm going to give a bit of a recap for perhaps some of the American and overseas people. Right. So you were born Anthony Kavanagh and you've had eight UK top 40 singles throughout the 1990s. Oh, did I? Was it eight? Yes, eight, including two top 10 tracks, MFEO, oh. and of course your cover of Shalimar's I Can Make You Feel Good. And in recent years, I guess in the UK, you've been a bit of a reality TV star as well, haven't you? Yeah, I did bite the bullet and fall into that trap. Um, I did, I did. Um, what did I do? I did Big Brother and the Big Reunion. Yeah. Yes, yes, you were part of a sort of like boy band supergroup, weren't you, alongside Dane Bowers, Gareth Gates, Adam Rickett and Kenzie, is that right? That's right, yeah, they called us Fifth Story, they reunited. Yeah, they. I was like, who are they going to reunite with? Really? You know, I can't reunite with myself, and then they put us <laughs> Motley Crew together, and that, there you have it. So I'm very excited because I know you've got some interesting Madonna stories, which I'm going to get out of you. And I was speaking to your good friend H the other day from Steps, who says hi. Uh, H, yeah, we we, we go back from the old Smash Hits tours back in the day when we were just kids, you know. Oh, you're still a youngster to me. (laughs) Listen, listen, I'm going to ask you about Madonna now because obviously that's why, why we're here. What was the... Would you remember the first time that you saw or heard Madonna? And what did you think of it? Did you like her? Was it love at first sight or not? To be honest, Edward, what, what, my sister's always been a big influence to me. I mean, she passed away um, about 18 months ago, but, but we were extremely, really, very, very close. And especially musically, her and my brother-in-law would influence me a lot, you know. Um, and I remember I remember when I was little, because they lived with us for a while in, in, in that house in Manchester and they'd been to see this woman, this girl singer at the Hacienda in Manchester. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing this name, Madonna this, Madonna that, and I used to wear a wig, my sister talked to her friends and she was like, oh yeah, this singer, yeah, she was all right, yeah, she's from America, she's going to be big. That was the first thing I ever listened and it stuck in my brain, you don't hear that name Madonna a lot, do you? No. no. And then I remember being around at their house and it was Live Aid. So it was 85, I must have been, I'm going, whatever, what am I now, 43, so I don't know, eight or something. And I remember her, I remember Madonna performing. Uh, she did hold there, and again, she said, oh, it's that Madonna Clint? Yeah, yeah, my, my brother-in-law's called Clint, by the way. She doesn't just call me randomly Clint. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you know what? I remember what stuck in my brain, because she said, I ain't taking sh- off today. Did she say that? That was what yeah, she, she said. Did. Like, yeah, I rem- and I always think, I didn't understand there was a big Playboy scandal and all that at the time, oh, yeah. and that always stuck with me as well. Um, so that was my first real sight of her on stage, and, and for my sister, who was very choosy, she was quite cool, you know, she was into Roxy Music, Bowie, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. For her to give her the thumbs up, I was like, ah, you know, that... She's given the approval. She must be quite cool, this woman. 
So what was the song by Madonna that turned you into a, a super fan, the super fan that you are today? Do you remember? Well, I mean, I became obsessed. I mean, I wasn't just a super fan. I mean, I actually had a shrine in my bedroom. <laughs> and, and, and it all, basically, I was an altar boy. So that's where oh, my what? whole life went wrong. So I was an altar boy. Oh, an altar and, boy. <laughs> um, you know, it was around, basically, like a prayer. It was like a prayer. That yeah. whole concept, the song Like a Prayer, the album, it was the first album I ever bought. Um, my auntie took me to our price to buy my first. She gave me five pounds and said, you can buy your first uh, record or tape. And I bought Like a Prayer. Wow. Um, Good choice. And, and then, the, you know, it was the, the whole obsession began. Me and my friend Andrew, we were both in the closet, by the way. Oh. We were best friends and we didn't tell each other we were gay. But yet we built a Madonna shrine in my bedroom and we prayed <laughs> to it. Um, so that if that wouldn't give the game away, I have no idea what would have. Um, but that's <laughs> when it began. That was when the Madonna kind of obsession began. And then, of course, the visuals and videos... Yeah, that was, from then I was just, that was it. Okay, so did you ever get to see her live? Did you ever go to any of her concerts or anything like that? I did. I saw her twice, actually. I saw her once. I got invited to, she did a sh- like a show in London. And I actually sat next to Kylie Minogue, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. So I was, watch- I was watching Madonna sat next to Kylie Minogue. So you can't get any more, okay. you know, gay idols <laughs> than that. And it was the music album, and I think it was a small, it was a small venue. Um, would that ring a bell? It wasn't a tour; it was just like a one-off show yeah. that she did. Yeah, Brixton Academy, November two thousand. Yes, it was. I was yes, there it too. Was. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And I got invited by the the carnival at the time. And that's a whole story. But my my concert that I did see was the Reinvention tour, one and I took best. my sister for her birthday, and we were like three rows from the from the front in. Manchester, and that was just amazing. So I've got to ask you: Have you ever had any close encounters with Madonna herself? Well, this is where <laughs> this is where oh, close encounters. There's been a lot of six degrees of separation with Madonna. Put right. it that way, right? Mm-hmm. I've always known people that have either met her, I dated somebody that was that worked very close with her. We'll go into that, but I did once, and I didn't date this person, by the way, but I became, in, in the late 90s, when I kind of finished my pop thing before I moved to the States, I I kind of hung out with quite a cool crew. I don't know why they let me in the circle, but I was I was kind of like in the mix of a bit of a cooler, you know, crowd. Mm-hmm. And I was at this party and I got introduced to Alec Kishishian, mm-hmm. right? As we know, did the one with the truth out there and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, we became pals, you know, purely uh, platonic. And we hung out a little bit and, and he was very interesting. He is a very, very interesting guy. And, and I, I was aware that a lot of people wanted to hang out with him just because of, you know, Madonna. Yeah. So that was, I didn't really make a big deal out of that. Apart from the fact that I was obsessed with her. I tried to write, keep it cool every time he mentioned M, M <laughs> and that. I just kind of kept it cool. Anyway, so, I was in my bedroom in Manchester. I had some time off from whatever I was doing, touring, or I can't remember, breakfast TV shows or smash hits shoots, whatever. I was sat in my bedroom with Andrew, who was my best friend, who we used to pray to Madonna to. But at this point, I'd had some hits. I was a bit famous. And my phone rang. Okay. And it was uh, 
you know, what do you call it? Unidentified call or a... Number withheld. What do you call it? One of those ones. You, know, you yeah. don't see the number. Yeah, well, it's, the, the number's been withheld. Yeah. 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 And it was the old Nokia, you know, heavy brick Nokia. And I said <laughs> to Andrew, I said, I'm not answering that. He was ringing me on Sunday night at this time. You know, I thought, how rude. <laughs> and we rang again, no number on it. Anyway, it was a voicemail. Picked up the voicemail and it was Madonna. No! Right. What does she say? What does she oh, say? Oh, God. Well, I won't do the accent, but she basically <laughs> left She left a voicemail saying, Hi, Kavanagh. This is Madonna. This is Madonna calling. Um, I'm here with Alec. We're trying to get hold of you, but you're not there. They were in London. I was in Manchester for the weekend. Oh. I spent all my time in London, but this weekend I was at home with my mum and dad and my best mate. Oh. But you're not there. We were going to invite you to, to hang out with us tonight, but you're not there. And then she said at the very end, before she put the phone down, so long, sucker. <laughs> and that was oh it. Oh my God, that is I so know. exciting. Can you believe but that? Just think how different your life, the path your life could have taken if you'd been if you'd taken that call. <laughs> and I was in the closet at the time. I was, you know, I could have flirted with her a bit, but she would have, she would have sniffed that out straight away, wouldn't she? But she knew I was gay. Oh, um, I think she probably would. Yes. Well, I remember you could give your passcode. You had a passcode to interrupt your voicemail yes. from another landline yes. and listen to the messages, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I gave everybody that night my passcode, and I didn't have a dictaphone. I wish I would have recorded it. Oh. Uh, but that was my. And then another time, um, is it David Collins, the interior designer that passed away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a party. Again, I got invited to that with the cool group. Don't know how I wangled my way into that one. Again, but there's something about me and Andrew hanging out together. <laughs> Andrew had come to London to visit me, right? Yeah. And I said, oh, I've been invited to this party tonight. It's some interior designer guy. I didn't know about he was friends with Madonna. I swear to God, I didn't. And it was nothing to do with any other people. They're just random with some styles to guide me. Anyway, I've gone to the party. We're both sat there. And I said to Andrew, you're not going to believe this. I looked in the corner, right in the corner, who sat there, Madonna. Oh, yes. She was with Guy Ritchie. She was with a few other people. And we were sat on this other table. And she just had this aura about her. She was stunning in the flesh. I've never seen her in mm. the flesh before. Yep, she is. And... Um, of course, I wanted to say, oh, you called me. I didn't put your phone. She wouldn't have remembered me, but I, I kind of, you know, wanted to say that. Not that I would have got near her anyway. And then I remember as, as she was leaving, all the guests, there must have been about 20 of us at this private thing, they lined up on either side and she walked through the middle like a queen. Wow. And, and just smiled like that. And Andrew, my friend, says that she looked at him and smiled, but I don't believe it. <laughs> do you still see Andrew? Yeah, we talk all the time. We, we do reminisce about the Madonna Shrine, yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. And I know you've got a story about Patrick Leonard as well. Mm. I decided to move to uh, Los Angeles when I kind of finished the whole pop thing. And before I went out there, I uh, I went on a writing trip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your publisher, they put you with different writers and stuff. and. Mm-hmm. And they asked me who I wanted to write with. They were suggesting, you know, you know, the big names like, I mean, Patrick Lamb's huge, but they were saying like, you know, we'll tr- you know, the Diane Warren, your Rick Knowles, all these people will try and get you in there. Da, 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 da. And I just said, look, I want to write with Patrick Leonard because obviously I was obsessed with that record. And I love his music. I just yeah. love his, his chords, his, 
musicianship, everything, you know. And um, and somehow they, um, I remember he had a studio on Larrabee in, in LA. And um, I used to go and hang out a little bit because they, they weren't getting an answer. So I just used to hang around the studio a little bit. Basically, I started. And then they got an answer from the MI publishing and, and they said, uh, oh yeah, he's agreed, he's heard one of your songs, or he likes your voice. And they agreed, and we wrote, we wrote a song together. Tell me about that song. The song, you know, I wish I had it, it was, um, it was on the tape, it was on the uh. tape, it was all up. He just started playing the piano and I was like, oh God, this is Pat Leonard, those cards, you know, yeah. you yeah. just know straight away. There's something, about, there's something about his musicianship, isn't it, that is just so unique, and it brings out the best in Madonna as well. Totally. She's, I mean, he's my favourite collaborator. I mean, it's hard to say, but I would love her to do something with him again. Whether it well, would work, I don't know. There's a rumour, and I, you know, I don't generally believe in rumours, but it seems to make sense that they've been working together quietly. Really? Um, and I'm only repeating it because I think there might be some truth in it. So wow. who knows? But of course, she's doing her film at the moment, the story of her life. Yes. Um, but apparently, there's a scene in that where it's the the process of writing like a prayer, and it's it starts with her and Patrick uh, um, sat down writing it, and goes through the whole recording process. So maybe there's some truth that they've been back in touch. Who knows? Wow. He, yeah. he, might, be the, he might say. Hey Madonna, I've got this track I wrote with some American, with some British guy a few years ago. Never went anywhere. But how yeah. about we record this? Can you imagine? And you know what? It was a lovely song. It was a, it was called That's Just What They Say. And he was very he was unlike another kind of another writer or producer that I'd worked with because he really pushed and at the time I wasn't I mean I'd written most of my first album on my own, but no one really paid attention to that because I was such a young kid and they wanted to promote me a certain way. And he really kind of encouraged my artistry. I mean, I played the piano, but he said, but I was like, no, you play, please. I want your playing on this demo. And he, he, he came up with some chord structures and, and and then he said, just go in the other room and see what you come up with. And just and it just came up and, we, and I signed it to him and um, and he really, he said, I dig it, I dig it, I really like this. Um, wow. And he actually said, if you want to do anything again, I'd be there in a heartbeat. That was his word, a heartbeat. So what happened? How come you didn't record again? Well, it was just a writing session. You know what it's like, then the labels take over and then I'm back in England. And um, I think I was so blown away. It felt like a bit of an imposter. It was that imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah it was like, wow, I'll never get to do that again. That, why would you want to? But you never know. I mean, you never know. God. You never know. You never and know. And I'm older you... and wiser. You know, I could maybe give old Pat a ring. Do you have a favourite Madonna Pat Leonard song? Wow, that's a tricky one. Um, Apart from Like a Prayer, because that's obviously everybody's favourite. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. I'll Remember. Yeah. That's one of my favourites. I know I listened to it, I think it was Matt Kane that mentioned on your podcast about Old Father. Yes. Again, the cards on that, just the whole haunting. But again, you know, and that's what I love about this podcast is that we get to talk about Madonna as a writer. She's a yes. great writer. Well, I mean, I'm not going to pretend that the podcast hasn't been really successful, and I'm really pleased by that. But, I, you know, yeah. it's because Madonna, people want to talk about her music. Everyone's fed up with talking about her hair and her husband's and everything. Right. And now people are reappraising it. And I don't think she's had enough acclaim as a songwriter in the past. Right. 
Absolutely. And I remember when when I had the album, like it was on tape, and I was doing my paper round at the time, and I started around four pm. It was the, it got to I would listen to it. All, I can't remember what part of the year it came out, but I know I was playing it on my Walkman in the winter time. But I must have been playing it for a few months or whatever. It came out and in March, so so yeah, that. Would I be... had it on all the time, and I remember when I put side two on on the cassette, it was dark. And so I'd be walking around the northern streets of Manchester delivering these, you know, local papers and I'd be listening to the chord progressions of da, 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 da. And it's very haunting and dark and, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's quite, but yeah, that's one of my favourites, Pat Lemons. I just love anything he does, to be honest. Yeah, no, completely. So do you have, um, moving on through a career, is there a favourite Madonna song for getting the party started when you want to, like, get people up on the dance floor? What's what's your favourite there? You go to. Um, I love get together. Yes, I love yes. get together. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, I know, I know everybody. Um, you know, hung up is obviously. I remember the first time I heard that, and very course, you know, the other thing and all that. But I remember that coming on. I'm just thinking, oh, this is good. Yeah, I love that one. Get together. I mean, there's there's so many. Um, what other one would get? Keep it together is a great one. Yeah, yeah. I like when she does a bit R and B, but that's the great thing about it. She does. Come, I mean, listen. Let's face it. She's covered so many genres. Absolutely. Do you think there's a Madonna song that doesn't get the attention that it should, that people have forgotten about? <laughs> well, people are probably going to laugh at this, but I used to love this one. It was a B side. And it was called Supernatural. Yes, I love that as well. B side. Do you like that? B side to cherish. Fantastic song. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I did like that one. But um, American Life, that whole album. I I really like that album. Yeah, it stood the test of time because I think people glazed over it because they didn't like the rap and they didn't like the video and stuff. But it's a really good, strong album. The Merwaz stuff, Merwaz, however you pronounce it, I, I love her vocals right up front like that with that kind of acoustic guitar and the electronic beats, um, Nothing Fails, uh, that's one of my, I love that on, on that album. Yeah, I, I do love that electronic Madonna era. I'm not, I have to admit, I'm not very keen when she starts playing the guitar myself. Mm, okay, not sure I agree. <laughs> I know she can play it, we know you can play it, Madonna. So, what do you not like about it? I want to see Madonna. What do you think? Am I being, am I being awful there? No, not at all. Um, I mean, I think the thing with Madonna is that when she sings and when she dances, she's utterly brilliant. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! But when she plays guitar, she's like good. But you know. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not a good guitar player. I just, I don't want to just see her sat down playing the guitar. I want to see. I think when she plays guitar, you can kind of see her concentrating a bit more. Yeah, it's, it's not so effortless like her dancing and her singing. So, um, you know, it's just it's not the best that she can be. But I, yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, it's really interesting talking about things that we do and don't like. And, you know, I, I enjoy this as a fan. Um, and, you know, I'm keen to know, is there any songs or albums or eras that you're mm, less keen on? Well, do you know what? I hate to say this, but I'm, I have the album, but I very rarely play True Blue. <sighs> wow. What a shocker. I know. That's going to be a clang, I'm sorry. But you've got um, Open Your Heart, you've got Live I to Tell. I love Open Your Heart, and I love Live to Tell. The rest, I don't like Jimmy Jimmy. Oh, no one likes like, Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs> don't um, worry about that one. I'm not keen on True Blue. I'm mm. not keen on... Um, 
uh, is it white heat or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I just don't like it. Maybe I think I think with Madonna songs, they can be the soundtrack to a time in your life as well, right? Yeah. So what's going on or the visuals around that time? For me, True Blue. I was fat as a pig. I was lonely. I was being bullied at school. I was, you know, what I mean, I just wasn't happy. And I wasn't, I came more into my own when I got like a prayer. Mm. I, I understand that. It's wrapped up in her own emotions. And she doesn't really perform True Blue, does she? So I don't think she likes it either. Yeah, I mean, you're entitled to your own opinion. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to move on to soundtracks. Now, imagine Kavanaugh, the movie. It's going to happen one of these days. Of <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a Madonna song for the end titles. What song would it be? Oh, wow. Well, you know everyone. I know a lot of people say live to tell. I can't choose that one. I'm like, so. I'll remember. Come on. I'll remember. What a lovely song. There you go. Definitely. I definitely. love that one. Was that with Honours, was it, the movie? It's you know from the movie with Honours, yeah. And, of course, yeah, it's a Patrick honest. Leonard one as well. And she looks beautiful in the video to that one. She does. Cause she, she's given us a bit of a rain vibe in that video, yeah. too, with the black, blonde hair, isn't she? Yeah, because I think it's just after the girly show and she dyed her hair dark again and she was growing it out. Uh, it's You know, I, I try and say we don't care about Madonna's hair, but it all ties up together, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does, yeah. I mean, the pink thing. But I guess she's in quarantine. I mean, I am concerned about the film. I won't, I won't um, pretend. I, I... What's your thoughts about it? What are your concerns? I'm concerned that she's doing, she's being Madonna, but then that's made her Madonna. But I just, I don't think she should direct it. I'm not saying she's not a great director or bad, but I just, I feel like, I just, I don't know. What's your concerns about her directing it, that she won't tell the truth or? No, I think she's going to tell the truth. I just think, I just don't want it to be too much pressure for her. And I don't want people to want it to absolutely flop because she's they see that she's being greedy and it's like, oh, she thinks she can do everything, but she's proved to us that she kind of can. But I don't know. I just think maybe with a, a, an offer. Yeah, that, that's my only concern, but I don't I mean, do you know when it's is it happening film-wide? I mean, who's going to play think, her? That's I think it's about, yeah, I think it's going to start um, very soon, actually, but I don't know who's playing her. Have you got any, who would you like to see play her or what sort of person? Um, I mean, it would be great to have an unknown, wouldn't it? But yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw that she'd followed a couple of people on Instagram. Her and um, the director, the, the other girl she wrote it with. Um, yeah. What she called that lady with the strange Diablo bit? Cody. Yes. Diablo. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a funny one because, it, and and also, where where are they going to lead up to? When when is it going to stop? Like, where does it finish? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very long story to tell, isn't it? You know. Yeah. I think it needs to be her rise to fame, and then sort of having achieved it, the, the tip. Yeah, I think it would be great to to finish on the blonde ambition tour, but then yeah. you've got so. Do you know what I mean? Because to me, that's when she was, and maybe because of my age as well, I was just awestruck. You know, I was very unworldly. I hadn't been far. I hadn't left Manchester or anything, and, and just to to see that concert on, on, the, on the movie, you know, uh, Truth yeah. or Dare. Um, I mean, she was at her peak then. I'm not saying she didn't get bigger in some ways after cool. she did, but I think she was the most, I was 20 at the time and she was the most famous person in the yes. world. Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. I remember I had glandular fever. It was the summer of 1990 and I managed to wangle like six months off school. 
I only really needed a month, but <laughs> thanks to a lot of talcum powder on my cheeks and an old parent, I just got away with it. And I remember it was a balmy hot summer and listening to it on Radio One concert. Right? Yes. Yeah. You couldn't watch it, true. but I just and I just did all these chunks and chains and yeah. And then the dancing get up. I'm thinking, what's going on? Like, what's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> so excited. I was there. I was at that concert. Was you? Wow, yes. that was amazing. Oh, I mean, it was. It was huge. It was a lot of people there. It, it was great. What do you want her to do next? Vegas residency, weird punk electro opera album. What, what do you see her doing? Selfishly for me, I would love her to go. I would love her to. And I think I was listening to somebody saying, you know, sometimes she does. Was it you that says you hated turn up the radio? Oh, I don't like it now. Don't like that. But, and, but yeah, and, you, and I think you were discussing like she wants to keep current or at the time the label was like it was something you know that, that, that's current yeah yeah I think it was it was the record label yeah I think they were pushing her to have a really contemporary hit and you know now she's doing Madame X and she's relaxed and just doing totally. what she wants you know yeah totally I would like her to do I would love to work with Pat, Pat Leonard again mm-hmm. and I'd love her to I think whatever she does is going to be great because obviously we love her of course but I would love her I would love her to to not try too hard and do what she just give us some great pop records yeah definitely yeah definitely. do you think you'll ever get the chance to to finally meet her properly well i've come this close i mean i yeah. you know i'm a few years left yet i hope so, <laughs> well hopefully yes yeah i mean at least i've got i mean this is how warped my brain is i even thought like where when, when we went when me and my sister um went to see her I even thought of wearing a t-shirt saying you called me and hoping that she would I mean like even as if she's even gonna look at me in the audience. Well, you never know. <laughs> if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I've certainly got some kind of, I've certainly got a way of sparking up a conversation if, if we did, right? I could say yeah. that she called me. And I'm sorry I missed the call. She's probably in LA right now, constantly, day by day, going, How different would my life have been had I met Kavanaugh when I if called she him? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been so good to speak to you about Madonna. All the gossip. You too, finally, and I love the podcast. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories and all the nice things you said about the podcast. And I'll speak to you again about her. This time you will have met her. <laughs> so so we'll have lots well, to talk you about. Go. I'll invite you round, all right? Oh, you're so gracious. I'll invite you round. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. We'll have you. some herbal tea and uh, play some tracks from the album. <laughs> oh, that, that was my Pat Leonard story. He played me the demo of Substitute for Love. That was it. Oh, oh wow. So this would have been yeah. um, late 97, early 1998, I guess. This would have been like, the year of Ray of Light. Was that 97? It was recorded in 97. Yeah. Released, so what, what year did it actually... Co- but anyway, it was the January. I know that. Okay. And I was on my right... January, January 1998 then. Yeah. Gotcha. So in the January I went to LA, I, obviously, as, as I mentioned, I was writing with Pat Leonard and he told me to meet him at his hotel one day and he he said, come to the room. I mean, there was no Harvey Weinstein, you know what I mean? It wasn't like that, he's obviously a happily married man. And straight. And straight. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to jump in the shower. God, I'm saying all the wrong things. <laughs> Do I need to bleep this <laughs> out? <laughs> he did. He said, I'm, I'll let you listen to this. He said, it's... M's new album. M's new Ooh, album. Love it. Lady. I hope he doesn't get in trouble if anyone hears from the. She's trip. probably stopped listening no, by now, Kavanaugh. You're okay. He's okay. He's he <laughs> but he, he played me a couple of tracks while he was in the shower and I was just sat there listening to the intro. And I'll never forget hearing that 
You see? You see? <laughs> you know that bit at the beginning? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On Drowned World. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, whoa, not, this is not what I expected. So I got a little, a little first listen of it. Kavanagh, yes. thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And um, I hope to speak to you and see you soon. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so cool. I really enjoyed it. What a lovely man. I really enjoyed speaking to Kavanagh. Next episode is on the song Secret from 1994. Uh, lots to talk about there, including the video and the reshoots of the video. And of course, the song itself, its remixes. And I've got a little not entirely unheard but very rare performance of that song uh, to play you as well listen if you enjoy this music that you can hear this is my own special composition uh, to avoid being sued by Madonna and Stephen Bray uh, but uh, lots of people have said they really enjoy it so it's available on streaming now on uh, Apple Music or, or Spotify or wherever you listen to music so if you enjoy it and you want to you can um, it's called Theme From Inside The Groove um, so look it up and, and stream away Patrons can listen to a special quiz with Kavanagh that I, I did to see how well he fares against H, who I spoke to a few weeks earlier. In the meantime, well, until I speak to you about Secret, take care.